The way to write a thriller is to ask a question at the beginning and answer it at the end. Lee Child. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hole. And I'm Lee Esses. And we get to dabble in my favorite today. We're talking about thriller, suspense, action, beating people up, moving your story along, making it just an entertaining, adrenaline-filled ride from beginning to end. And in case you can't tell, I'm very enthusiastic about this one. This is a very fun genre. It covers a lot of bases, like she mentioned. We are calling it thriller and suspense because those elements are included in the subgenres, like action, your spy novels, military novels, and even your vigilante novels. Heist movies, another subgenre that's a lot of fun to play with. And superhero movies, I think, would fall into the thriller suspense category where you have a crew that works together. You can occasionally have your lone wolf like Batman, but a lot of the times it's a group working toward a common goal. We're talking Born Identity, we're talking Jack Ryan, we're talking Jack Reacher. Yes, a lot of them are named Jack. Mission Impossible, isn't that guy named Jack too? That one's Ethan. Oh, okay. It's Speed. Speed is Jack. Okay. (laughs) And Jack Bauer. Oh, yes, I know we're edging into the film category, but the storytelling elements are still the same. Some of your famous authors in the thriller suspense genre include... Lee's. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Also her favorite, Lee Child. You do see a fair amount of Dean Koontz falling into this category. Stephen King, some. Dan Brown kind of falls into this category. You see Ludlam, who did Born Identity. And Clancy is signature genre-defining storytelling. Your thriller suspense novels are set almost always modern day. But not necessarily here. I think you get most of your Earth-based travel In this particular genre, you've got the spies that are hopping from Ukraine to the U.S. to Brazil to this to that. They aren't stationary in one place. They're moving internationally quite a bit. And that gives them challenging territory and makes things a little more interesting because of their setting. It's also very common to have historical thriller suspense. They'll go back to prior wars, World War II, World War I. They'll write a thriller suspense novel based in that time. And I'm going to blame Ian Fleming for that one. It could be said that he is the founder of the action suspense genre. He wrote James Bond. You are the action thriller suspense queen here. So what are the most common writing styles and elements that you'll find in this genre? This, I believe, is the genre where it's okay to tell as well as show. You see a lot of showing in others a lot of opportunity to go really in-depth to spend six pages on setting the scene for the weather as he's looking out over the city. You don't get that in action. If your author doesn't fill it in, it's not important. The character's not thinking about it. We are moving on. People who really want to read that kind of in-depth story pick up a different genre. Minimal description, maximum movement. Yes. There is a thing in storytelling called scene and sequel. So you've got the scene with the action and the the conversation, the argument with mom, blah, blah, blah. 
And then sequel happens a little bit outside of the action and often outside of even time and space where the character is kind of philosophizing and reflecting on the scenes prior. If we look at scene and sequel in action novels, there is minimal sequel, lots of scene. Other things that are included in action, you're going to have a fair amount of guns, weapons, fighting, combat. And of course, momentum is really key to designing your entire story. We have done an episode on momentum. If you wanted to research more about how that works, a lot of the techniques we talked about are very highly and often applied in your action novels. Action also comes with a blurred line between good and evil. A lot of the time, the methods of both the good and evil characters are the same. And you don't have a lot of characters defined as evil. It's just opposing your main character in some way. They're just the enemy. Thriller suspense tends to be the shortest in regards to word count. Not including like children's books. But action is usually 70 to 90,000 words. So its maximum is like sci-fi fantasy's minimum. And that's a lot because when you're editing, you're chopping stuff out. You're making it move faster. You're cutting out those adverbs. You're cutting out a lot of these extra pieces that might add depth because they don't matter to the story. Because so much in thriller suspense can be implied rather than said. Yeah. With my books, I try to minimize chaptering as much as possible. And Lee can tell you this is a bit of an annoyance because it's like, yes, my book of 90,000 words has four chapters. Why do you ask? Yeah, it's a problem. Titles in Thriller Suspense are very interesting. Like the writing style, as short as possible is great. Often it's one or two words. I think one of the three word ones that comes to mind, the first word is A. Most of my books are single word. One of my favorite things to do when titling a book is to find a word that has two different meanings. So for the spy novel that I wrote was called Convicted. And at the beginning of the novel, the two were passionately in love and they were married. In the middle of the novel, she thinks he's a mole and he thinks she's a mole. So they've convicted each other of being bad guys, essentially. Then they fix the marriage and they are convicted to continue their marriage together and defeat the actual bad guys. So the title means something different in each act of the book. So it's those double meanings. Born Identity feels like one of those where it has a double meaning to the title. Yeah, he's discovering who he is because it's an amnesia story. And his name just happens to be Born, which is really convenient. (laughs) (laughs) What about the covers for Thriller and Suspense? Most of what you see, it's unrealistic. It's artistic in a way, but you often use a photograph to get there. So you're going to take a picture of a woman walking in the desert and take out all of the tans and make it green. So you've got the blacks and you've got the whites for the darks and the highlights, and then green for most of the middle section. One comes to mind is a Lee Child novel that you gave to me. It's a train that's been distorted so it looks like it's moving, but the colors are just red and white with a little bit of black. You can kind of see that there's a train that exists there, but it's in motion and just colors. For fonts for your action novels, you're going to go as big and thick and blocky as possible. Always sans serif. Yes. 
And I think that speaks to the simplicity of action. Having a big loopy font with lots of extra little this and that is inefficient and difficult to write and it doesn't communicate clearly and it's not blunt. There we go. Which goes hand in hand with the writing style of action. There are also a lot of fun tropes that are attached to thriller and suspense. The first one we talked about last month is the MacGuffin. And this goes back to the implied importance instead of necessarily explaining what's going on. They need to do a thing. They need to get a thing. Let's just have them go get the thing. Who cares what it actually does? And someone's stopping them from getting the thing. So we get a fight. Yay! You also have the lone wolf. Which is an interesting emotional thing to play with. Most of your action stories aren't going to have a lot of that emotional concept. But you can often have a female that he's protecting or whatever. She's trying to get him to team up with people and not be alone in the world. He's used to being alone in the world. There is also a place for not Lone Wolf. You look at Ocean's Eleven, which is just a fun thieving crew idea. Another very, very common trope within thriller suspense is the conspiracy. Any Clancy novel, I think, has some conspiracy. Even if you're looking at the whole series of the Bourne series, there's a fair amount of conspiracy in that. Don't see it a lot in Jack Reacher, but that's more episodic. It's not a climactic series. In my own action novel that I'm writing, yes, I am writing an action novel, (laughs) but guess what? It's modern fantasy too. (laughs) Magical realism. There is that element of conspiracy. There's going to be some government official that is helping run guns. And you often have this idea of the traitor that goes along with that. You've got your team and then somebody's sold you out. Or the mole, somebody who's telling the Russian that you're going to be at the opera. So they're going to be at the opera too. It helps raise that tension and get you questioning who's the actual mole, who had all of the information, that kind of thing. You end up with a little bit of whodunit in there if you want. But you see the mole character That works really well in the suspense. The final trope that we're going to talk about is the secret underground world of blank. John Wick is great at this. I was thinking the same thing. So you have this underground world of assassins. And throughout the world, you have safe zones from the assassins. But this secret underground world lets your readers wonder just a little bit. If it actually happens that way. And like, no, 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 the Hotel Continental doesn't actually house assassins and blah, blah, blah. But what if they did? It would be a perfect system. And assassins exist. So you kind of have to wonder, how do they move about? Do they have these secret coins that are worth internationally just for themselves to get in here and there? Thriller suspense is such a fun genre. It is entirely just for consuming, enjoying once, and then tossing aside and reading the next one as fast as possible. Just as quick-paced as they are, it's a quick-paced read. It's a lot of fun. There's so many things you can do with it. You can have those conspiracies. It can be the detective movie from the 1940s, or it can be a modern wartime spy book. But it's so varied, so fun, and it's like an open sandbox to just go play in while you write in this genre. 
And that's why I very much take my own advice on this one. And I just enjoy the ride. Every time I'm writing, I am writing selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 